Hey, we are live. Hello. And I'm in my office. <laughs> I'm glad I'm the only one here today. Um, and of course, my door is closed because there's no way that I could do this podcast if I was like in a cubicle situation at work. Yeah, no way. Uh, no way. Zero, zero chance. Anyway, so if you see weird, it, it, obviously, yes, there's an orange flower in my background. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move that. I'm going to move that. <laughs> Wait. It's for all the time. So it's it is. It is. But I just, I don't want anybody to have any sort of comments. I'll put my, I'll put my uh, SFA in the background. Ooh, what kind of candle are you burning there? Uh, it is a uh, winter candle. It's like one of those Glade candles from Glade. Um, it's like pine smell. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, 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 just, let's just get started. Let's just get started. Let's go. Let's get her done. And we back. Here we are. Already, Rick is watching. Oh, Hi, Rick. Hey, oh, Rick. This is tomorrow. Good. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Hope you're having a wonderful lunch break watching us. Um, so telling Alex, as well can tell, I'm like a little bit on the struggle bus today. I got my um, COVID booster shot yesterday, and normally I have zero reaction to uh, vaccines of any kind, but. And I don't feel bad. I just feel like I could get in bed for another like eight hours. So I'm just dragging today. Totally. I get my next week. Uh, Kyle, to answer your question, I am at work at Angelina uh, grading and stuff. So this is my grading break from, from grading. And I'm on, I'm on the struggle bus as well. I went out last night as Jacqueline knows from my Snapchats. And so <laughs> this is what I just put together five minutes before we got on. So there's that. I mean, it's a Friday. Okay. And normally I don't come in on Fridays. So this is just, I mean, it's dead here. It's dead on campus. So that's, that's just that. Um, okay. So before we get started, just a few reminders and, and programming notes about the podcast. Um, quickly, wait, what does it say? Oh, my wife is, and she got her shot and it kicked her ass. Yeah. I've heard the booster isn't the best like the best experience but here we are yeah uh shot number two put me on my butt for like 24 hours so i'm just i'm just anticipating it being the same so yeah uh so yeah quick programming note about the podcast obviously we do this for you know uh we do this because we love doing it. Obviously we got started doing this because we love SFA basketball. We love just sports in general. We love basketball in general. Um, and so we do this out of the, you know, not like, I wouldn't say the kindness of our hearts because that's just seems weird. Prosperity. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, it's pretty simple. If, if you don't agree with what we say or like what we say or don't like us personally, um, that's fine. You don't have to listen. It's pretty simple. There, there are many ways that you can avoid our, our analysis of the game or just our faces. If you don't like it, if you don't like our faces, that's fine. Totally get it. 
there's a lot of people I don't like either. I could, I can name a few, you know, <laughs> I mean, let's just be fair. Yeah, Kyle. I mean, same thing with you. I'm sure you've probably heard it a million times. Like, well, I don't agree with anything you say. Well, <laughs> you know, it's called block. It's called delete. It's called keep scrolling. Well, just don't tell them. Like, like we're not, we're not national news. It's not, it's not like you're reading us anywhere. Am I echoing or just am I echoing to me? Because I feel like I'm echoing. You're not echoing on here. Um, it's just some some of the things you say are going in and out. So. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully that'll correct itself. Anyway, proceed. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. It's a good question. Anyway, so just wanted to just wanted to remind everyone that, you know, we do this for the fans. We, we do this because we love, even if nobody, oh, there is an echo a little bit, Kyle just said. Oh, is it, is it me echoing too, or just Jacqueline? Oh, and she just froze up. Oh, for God's sakes. Here we are. Um, anyway, oh, there you're back. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, just saying that, you know, General programming note, as as normal. Um, if you don't enjoy it, we don't do it for shits and gig. We just, you know, we do this because we like it, and you know, we're gonna continue doing it because we like it. And that is all that we have to say about that. What's the? Um, I can't remember exactly who says it. I want to say it's like Dita Von Peace or something. You can be the juiciest peach in the world, and some people just don't like peaches. Shrug emoji. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, keep calm and carry on, as I like to say. Or uh, if I can add a little head on to that, keep calm and just, you know, drink a beer and carry on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's okay. get started talking about the game. Yeah. So uh, Alex gave you a little bit of background last time on Lincoln. Um, so from... But well, let me backtrack. ESPN and Google kind of had their stuff messed up anyway because they were listing. Yeah, they did. They were listing them as the Lincoln Lions, which is a Lincoln University that's in Pennsylvania, I believe. Um, so they had it all screwed up, but it was showing their record as zero and zero, like they hadn't played a game yet. Um, but as Alex told us, they don't even have an athletics website yet because this is their first year. Um, so today, whenever I rewatched the game, uh, the commentators said that what they had on their stats was that they were 0-1 um, coming into that game, but they were like, we're pretty sure they have had more games than that. That's just all we have. So, um, yeah, we didn't have much yeah. information on them. Uh, but a, a few, like, very interesting programming notes. Alex already told y'all who their coach is, Gary the Glove Payton. So there's Gary. their connection. So they actually had three players on the team that have an NBA connection. So first oh. of all, Gary Payton's son was on the team, which I swear at one point they said he was in the game, but I'm looking at the stats and he's not listed. So maybe he didn't get put in. Um, but anyway, his son's on the team. Uh, Dame Dalla's little brother is on the team, Jaron Lillard. Really? Yeah, Damian Lillard's little brother is on there. He didn't play much. He played six minutes. How the heck did we miss this? I, I didn't even look at the uh, roster whenever. I didn't even look at the roster either. And like, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't even made the connection just looking at the, just looking at the names. Like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have either. And then I don't know who this is. He's obviously an older NBA player because it's uh, the grandson of an NBA player, but the grandson of Al Adels is on the team. Isaiah Adels. I think they said he was a hall of famer, but I mean, that's been, oh. That's been some years if it's his grandfather. So, anyhow, three NBA huh. connects on the team there. 
You know, and I will say, I will say this too about, about Lincoln. Like, obviously, yes, it's like their first year as a team, but I really do think Gary Payton has them going in the right direction. Like they're a good team. Like they have good bones. They have good, you know, uh, they do have some talent. They have some shooters, you know, so I think they give, give them a few more years and they'll be, they'll be good. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gary's obviously starting from the ground up and he's starting from scratch, basically. And I mean, to be fair, if if I wanted to start a team from scratch, I would call a guy like Gary Payton to do it. So, yeah. I mean, I think he's having, you know, I think he's getting them going in the right direction, which is really good. So I, I'm looking forward to kind of following their their uh, arc over the next few seasons and seeing how well they progress because like i said and and gary was cracking us up during the game like he was on the, obviously the other side of the court yeah. but we could just hear him because he's so loud a um we could hear him yelling and saying stuff from the other side of the court at one point he said hey i'll just make the ball go that way and i was like <laughs> I forgot about that. I laughed so hard. Like, so hard. Like, I'm just, you know, it's just small little stuff like that. I was like, bro, this guy, he's he's something. I'll tell you what. I mean, talk about keeping it simple. Like, exactly. Keeping it simple. I mean, because, hey, look, it's basketball. Yeah, it's not complicated. It, <laughs> dribble, ball, and hoop. Go that way. Right? <laughs> I mean, I felt like that's something you would yell out at, like, a little dribbler's game. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, talking to a bunch of five-year-olds. Like, Make the ball go that way. Make the ball go that way. Ball in hoop this way. We're going this way. Yeah. That, it, it was cute. It was cute. I, it was it was funny. So I, I appreciate Gary Payton's humor. Um, and he was just having a good time down there. Like, even during pregame, he was walking around talking to people. Like, him and another one of his coaches, I think, were talking to Delonte, one of our coaches, for a good bit of time. So, like, they were just having a good time. And after the game, I also saw a couple of the players on our team post some pictures with Gary. So, I mean, he was, he was out and about. And then other last-minute note before we talk about the actual game itself. Um, I was at when I was at the bar last night. I was talking to a guy I know that was at the bar, sitting at the bar. Can't remember his name for the life of me. Like we're more of an acquaintance. Like I don't know him very well. But anyway, um, he was like, as I walked in, I heard him talking about basketball and lumberjacks, and I was like, oh, maybe he was at the game. Like, what is he gonna say? Let's just listen. Uh, and he, then he started talking about Gary Payton and how he was at Fredonia in the the uh, not the brewery but the hotel in nine flags and i guess this guy that was at the bar last night sat with gary payton for like an hour at the bar and just like had a casual conversation with him we miss our opportunity didn't even think about it didn't even think about going to fredonia at nine flags and like sitting there and and saying like gary you know didn't even think about it anyway so i thought that was funny that gary payton just you know nba legend the glove just randomly sitting in nacogdoches Texas at Nine Flags Bar sipping a beer, yeah. you know. And I'm jealous. Now. I know. Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny, so it was it was good. But anyway, okay, so yeah, let's let's continue talking about the game itself. I love again. I, I love that programming note about the connections of NBA. I think that's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so starters same as last time. Gavin, David, uh, Rati, Calvin, and Day. Again, it's not Day Day. Danny Merrill, it's day. He goes by day, not day day. Um, we did win ninety to fifty four, so pretty good uh, showing. First, first, uh, first half was a little close. Um, 
you know, we went into the half only up by, let's see, what was it? Five points? No, three points or uh, six. six points. I can't count. <laughs> numbers are hard. You know this. Um, so, yeah, we only went up into the half up by six. So it was a little testy there in the first half, I think. You know, uh, just a few miscues and things like that. Um, some bad fouls and went to the line and da, 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 da. anyway but once we got out of half really started you know all gas no breaks so to speak and uh sealed sealed the pretty good w um attendance is listed at 1702 so again uh not bad for a dead week game because it is dead week at sfa there were again there were students there just maybe not all sitting together uh we did have a decent crowd maybe not in the picture that i posted because it was kind of like off in the corner but there were there were people there so again it wasn't like it was just dead empty there were people but not as many as there should be so again if you have tickets to the game go to the game and if you can't go to the game give them away it's not hard it's not rocket science I don't get it. Um, to catch up in the whack, we have a one, two, three, four way tie for first place. California Baptist is still charging. Um, Grand Canyon and now Grand Canyon is now up there with them and Seattle U and Utah Valley. So things are getting wild in the in the whack. It is getting wacky. Um, Let's see here. Uh, SFA is technically, if you want to, I mean, if you get it's a four-way tie for first, so technically we're in second place if you want to go that far. Um, but we're fifth on the list here at six and two. Then New Mexico State at five and two. Abilene Christian four and two. UT Rio Grande four and four. Uh, Dixie State and Sam Houston are three and five. Chicago State two and five. Shout out to them for at least winning two games. Um, Tarleton one and six and Lamar again one and seven. They're just they're struggling, but I, 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 they're playing some really hard teams though too. I mean they just played uh, Texas Tech, lost by like thirty points. Um, played UTSA, almost won, only lost by let's see what is that six points. Um, so they've played some really good teams this season. Uh, their only win still is with Wiley College. I'm assuming that's what that was, Wiley, um, which is actually who we play tomorrow. So um, that's the what standing. You're up, girlfriend. All right. Okay. So <clears throat> I think better Lamar is hurt. Okay. I actually listened to one of our um, oh, good point. podcasts the other day, so I'm going to start reading them out loud so that if you're just listening, not watching, you know who we're talking about. But Kyle from Wacoop says, Lamar is hurting, playing shorthanded, missing two guards and Jordan Adams and Kaysen Harrison. Good point. I know that. That's, uh, that's a big deal, missing two of their guards like that. Yeah. No well, wonder. That makes a lot of sense, to be honest. So... Thank you for that note, Kyle. Appreciate it. Play up. Um, okay, so, and I said that wrong. Sorry, Wack Coops Digest. I said Wack Sports. Y'all know what I mean. I'm, I'm trying to get it together today. Okay, so our stats actually were, like, pretty good all the way across, I feel like. Um, our field goal percentage is 56.1. Our three-point percentage was 47.6. That is, like, love to see it. Love to see it. Um, mm hmm Super hyper three point, which we'll go into more detail on that. Um, free throw percentage, we're at seventy two point seven 
Love it. Uh, 40 points in the paint. Not quite as many as I expected for this game, but not shabby. Um, I, I thought we might be more, like, closer to 50, but. Yeah. You know, I just have high expectations since we got, like, 60-something points in the paint against Duke. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, points off turnovers, 29. Second chance points, only nine. Uh, fast break points, we had 22. Um, bench points, we had 31. Not bad. Uh, total rebounds, 37. We had nine offensive, not super, super high, but uh, 28 defensive. We had 22 fouls, which I feel like is about average for us. Um, 21, 21 turnovers, which I don't love, uh, but they had 27. Um, 15 steals, though. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, five blocks. Our game leader was Raw T with 20 points, three, ba- three rebounds, two assists, one steal. Um, Gavin had 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists. And David played an awesome game, had 13 points, two rebounds, five assists, one steal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going straight into the feats of strength. Uh, Raw T. Raw T where we've been kind of ragging on Rotti a little bit the past few games because he's just not, you know, he's not, he wasn't like the Rotti that we saw at the very end of the season last year. Like it was just, you know, it, again, it takes a while to like get going, but once he gets going, it's good. And I'm so excited. Last night we saw Rotti, the Rotti that we love and that we need. And that is the Rotti we need all season, you know? Oh my God. I was so excited. I was like, this is, this is the guy. This is raw tea that we need. Our tea is here. He was on fire the second half, y'all. Like he was. He had like four possessions in a row where he was like making a defensive play, Mm -hmm. getting a steal, making a layup, doing like making a three pointer. Like he was all over the court, both sides. So he made he made his first three point attempt right at the beginning of the game. some great defensive discussions. I mean, mm-hmm. all across the board, awesome. And yeah, yeah. Alex said it We just yeah. know how amazing he is. And so. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why we're such harsh critics on that because we're just we're harsh critics on everybody because we know how good you can be. And when you're not performing to that level, like, we're going to say something. Like, come on, man. Right? So. Rati, like, we know exactly what he can do. Like, we know he can be a good three-shooter. He can be a good, you know, jumper, you know, like, jump shot shooter. Like, he can he can shoot. He just wasn't showing that in those couple games that we really, really needed him to do that. And to be a good, um, you know, backup, you know, PG. I know, again, that's not his natural position, but, like, sometimes we need him to fill that position when David's on the bench. And so it's like... It was getting frustrating when he just wasn't performing to hit the level that we know he can perform at. And so last night we saw that and it was just, it was a great, great game from him. And I'm, we both are extremely pleased at the performance that he showed us. Especially going into playing, you know, Liberty coming up here in a week or so coming up playing Kansas like we need that. We need that raw tea to show up and show out at both at going forward, not just those two games, but going forward, you know? So very, very good from him. Love that. Love that. I was really impressed with the 31 bench points. Like, wow, 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 wow. Um, big wow. Like 
kind of thing. Um, very good there. A lot of that came from, you know, Trell. I love Trell. Trell is my dog. He was so good the other night. He had five seals. He had like an NBA range three. Yep. Um, what else? He had a really great charge. I mean, he just looked good all the way around. And even the announcers were like, I think that he shoots threes better with a hand in his face. Like, I think so too. When he's getting pressured, I agree. I, I agree. He was. Um, he was. And I, 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 again, I'm just so impressed with him. So I, we've said this before and I'll say it again. Like, I really, really, really want him to be that guy to be like the three guy. I would love it. And he also plays really good defense too. Like, He's all over the ball and all over the the shooters like wide on rise too. Like he's all up in their face, all up in their face. And I, I love that about him. He just, from the time he gets, he steps onto the court until the time he gets off to go sit down. Like he, he's a hustler. He's hustling. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, of like Johnny in a way, like when he, cause he's kind of short and compact. And so he's like meow, 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 all over the place. Um, but then he also reminds me a little bit, of with that three who am i thinking of um who could just shoot him from anywhere on the court and just knock him down um me yeah i think i think it was like meach or not jared yeah i think more meach yeah where he can just kind of hit him wherever like corner like you said nba range three almost a half court type of thing like that i love that i I love that so much um so that needs to continue. Loving that. Um, Frickin' DK. David Calories. I I have so much love for this boy. I just, again, because he's a hustler, just like Trout. Like, he hustles. He is, from, again, the time he steps on the court to the time he gets off to have a break, he is working that whatever position, you know, if he's bringing the ball out, if he's playing defense, he is all over that court. He's like white lightning on that court. I mean, everywhere. And then with these, with these, with these steals and these layups and these big slams. I was so happy that he got his slam dunk. Two-handed slam. I was so happy he got the two-handed slam. That was amazing. And I got it all. Me too. He was perfect from the free throw line. He was six of six from the free free throw line. Music to my ears. Music to my ears. Great game. I loved it. Yeah. I liked how towards the end of our. Okay, so Colin says from Facebook, I liked how towards the end our team got more aggressive and kind of just went for it shooting threes at will, whether they made it or not. I mean, it was the end of the game. We were up by 30 points. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I agree. That's, let it happen. That is the game situation where you need to be taking those threes and get more comfortable in the mm-hmm. same atmosphere of, of taking a three. So I, I was glad to. Especially with guys like. Diego. Y'all, I mean, whenever I watched it back today, you could see you could see Alex and I's reaction uh, in the stands after one of his three pointers. But we were hype, y'all. So okay, so first of all, he played. He got to play nine minutes. Good minutes for him. He was two of three from the three point line. Um, He only missed one, and again, it was it was a really close. It just kind of rimmed out out of there. Yeah. Man, we nothing makes us happier than to see somebody get <clears throat> get the playing time and get the you know shoot their shot literally and do well at it. So we were super hyped. 
Agreed. And again, like we mentioned in the previous podcast is like, he has, he has the three ball, like he has that skill. And again, we need another guy like that. Love that. Um, it's just, he just needs more, just needs more playing time. And I feel like the more playing time he gets and the good minutes he puts in, the better he'll be. And then the more minutes he'll get, just like with everybody else, just like with anybody else on the bench. You know, if, if you get to go in for two minutes, two minutes total, the whole game, you better make those two minutes, the best two minutes you've ever played in your damn life. So that you can impress the coaches, you can show them that what you got and that you're going to be working out there and and playing as hard as you can. And that's a great way to show that you, again, want more minutes and deserve more time, right? I mean, if you're going to be called into the game, why would you go out there and just play lackadaisical, like mm, just kind of flailing all over the place and not paying attention to the plays, not paying attention to who you're guarding, you know, not guarding the basket, just kind of just, where's it? where's life, you know? Um, so I really love that. I kind of, I didn't coin the term last night or on, on Wednesday, but I definitely am going to use the go Diego go thing. Um, just going to go it, go Diego go, let's do it. Um, yes, definitely. Colin said, uh, Colin Stewart said on Facebook, ready for now to come back soon and hopefully can be an impact player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, didn't get a chance to ask him last night cause he was just kind of, Okay, one thing about Nigel. He's killing me, man. Okay, so if you didn't notice Nigel during the game last night, because either you weren't there or they just didn't show the the bench a lot on the TV, on ESPN, this boy is all over the bench, first of all. He hop, hop, skips, and jumps, literally jumps, all over the bench. Uh, Whenever David and all the other guys were, like, getting steals and buckets and all this other stuff, hitting the major threes, he jumps up onto chairs on the bench and hops around and I'm like screaming at him to knock it off because the last thing we need is him to get hurt and be out again. Yeah. Like every time he did that last night, I was like, huh, Nigel, like I felt like a worry work mom. Like, please stop doing this. Please. For the love of God. I mean, he's literally physically jumping chairs and I'm just like, Oh my God, kill me. Um, but he didn't have anything on his hand. Like Jacqueline had said, she noticed at the uh, Northwestern game that there wasn't anything on his hand. So that's a good sign. Have a feeling that they may be holding him out for maybe Kansas game, maybe till conference. We don't know. Again, we're going to try and get the scoop on our boy Nigel on or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, if he makes his way over near us. Because he was just, like I said, all over the bench. Um, okay, continuing. Let's see what else. What else? So, yeah, don't let Diego get hot, man, because he will just rain those threes. Um, you know who else I was really excited for? Got some good playing time. Was looking, you know, pretty decent under the basket was was Jonathan. He did look good. He got 10 minutes in last night. He actually uh, made, was two from three uh, free throws. Um he had six rebounds. He was tied with Calvin uh, for six rebounds and uh, obviously didn't have the most because that was uh, Gavin, but um, he had six rebounds last night. And most of those were, were offensive rebounds. So love to see that. Love to see that. Uh, we're always, we're always cram, you know, crabbing and complaining that there's not enough offensive re- or not enough offensive boards there, even though they keep saying that we're great with offensive boards. I always feel like we're not. <laughs> so I don't know who 
is reading that stat saying that we were like top in the country with offensive boards. Remember that? Who said that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Cancun challenge. Yeah. I went and tried to fact check it, and it was not. So I don't know exactly what they were referring to, but it wasn't what I looked at. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where they found that stat or saw that stat, but I was like, we were looking all over it, like you said, and couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Um. Let's see. What else? So, yeah. So, Jonathan was looking good. Again, more minutes, just like with Diego. The more minutes he can get, the better. Um, Jacqueline, what else do you have? Uh, so, I think the only real thing that we didn't cover was Jay. Jay had a really great game again. I mean, we've been saying how impressed we are with him. But, um, yeah, great rebounds and putbacks for second chance points. Um, the announcers were saying that he now averages about five and a half rebounds a game. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think Calvin leads – I think they have said that Calvin leads us um, with rebounds per game with about six. So, I mean, he's he's on up there. Um, but he's just playing great. And they were they were really complimentary of his footwork down low, how much energy he has. He had a great slam dunk. I agree. I mean, he just really, really hustles. And like I said, he has, he has that perfect mix between athleticism and, like, basketball IQ where – he sees he sees things that maybe the average player doesn't and then has the athleticism to execute it. So it's just amazing. No, yeah, I I, I agree wholeheartedly with that assessment too. I, I Day is just athletic as hell. Athletic as hell. And you know what? Okay, I will make a <clears throat> a really quick note was that uh one of our followers I think got him confused with Samaja. Uh oh yeah, come on. But I felt like once he said that, I was like, I totally see it because, I mean, his hair kind of reminds me a little bit of Samaja, but like his his size and build and playing style really does kind of remind me of Samaja. So I can see the. I can I can I can see the I can see the comparison and the and the resemblance there. Um, but but yeah, but at the same time though, I feel like Day is like light years ahead of where Samaja was though too though. When it comes to athleticism, like Samaja had the athleticism, but he just didn't have the, what's the word? He didn't have energy. Yes. I don't think yes. he had enough energy, but. I don't think so either. And maybe it was just because we hadn't really seen much of him playing to give him yeah. that assessment yet. You know, again, the more we watch these guys play, the better we get at figuring out their strengths and their weaknesses and things that they can, oh, I'm just, I'm throwing stuff all over my office. Anyway, um you know, knowing what they're good at, what they need to work on, um, just like with anything else. Right. So, um, yeah, again, points in the paint were great. Loved it. Anytime where, you know, 40 and above is a good game for us, you know, but let's, again, let's remind ourselves that we're playing Lincoln university first year, brand new team. Of course, the expectation is to look good. And that's what we expect. And to beat them by a lot, because again, it's a brand new team. So yeah, our defense is going to look stellar because the other team is is struggling. I mean, they can barely keep up. That's just, that's just the name of the game when we're playing a really, really, you know, brand new team like that. And that's nothing against Lincoln. I mean, it's not their fault. It's they're, they're barely, you know, they're like new, new, newborn baby players. Yeah. They're new, you know, so 
like I said, give them a few years and they'll be rocking and rolling. I really feel like Gary's has a good little squad there. Um, like I said, they had some shooters and we saw that, right? Yeah. So um, let us get to second half of our game analysis here. Uno Memento. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jack. Okay, um, so my, my first one is sort of un-game related, but I, I just have to say it, and I'll, I'll take this opportunity while Alex is stepping away because I have a little tangent I want to go on. But I have to say, sad day. We mentioned this last time, but we now need a, a revised intro video um, because Jules is, like, very prominently portrayed several times in our in our video and you know what it's nothing like oh my gosh we have to get a new video without him in it like um i just i cannot y'all i cannot be teased with his beautiful eyes anymore we're not gonna actually see him so i need i need <laughs> i need a new video without him so that i can gain some closure to move on um because i gotta say really quick and we, we said this last time but um you know obviously it didn't it didn't work out for him at sfa we weren't did you hear my programming note on Jules's? Uh, yes. And I had to get up because I had a student at my door on a good. Friday at one o'clock. Are you kidding okay. me? So I was just okay. not, not like in an ugly way, like, oh my God, we need a new video without him. But like, I need, I need some closure to move on. So I need to not be teased with his beautiful eyes or I need a new video. Um, yeah, I know. Cause he was featured pretty, there was multiple times on the yeah. intro video. So yeah. If homeboy isn't here anymore, which again, more power to him if he wants to move on. No hard feelings whatsoever. Totally understand. That's just the nature of the game. But you probably need to take him out of the intro video. Yeah. But uh, so I'm, I'm going to go on a quick change on that because we, we talked about it a little bit last time. But just, just to be clear, like Alex and I said last time, if SFA is not the best fit for him, then we don't, we don't want him to be at SFA and not – as a slight towards him, but right, you know, we want to be the most successful we can be, and we want him to be the most successful that he can be. We want to have any of the players, and it's, it's you know, it is the, the nature of the game that people. It really is, and then it's they realize it's not a good fit or whatever. Yeah, it happens. And some of these players, I mean, we even the little bit that Alex and I interact with them, you know, some of these players like we really connect with, and we yeah super support them and want them to know that. And even some of the players who like, for example, Samaja played for us for a year and then didn't come back. And like, he came back and watched a game the next season and we went over and hugged him and talked to him. And like, I even gave him a little like pep talk slash lecture, like, Hey, you know, you're not like, I want him to, we want him to do the best that he can do. And so I'm like, you are too talented to not be playing somewhere. The longer they are playing somewhere, like the more that's mm -hmm. like to a coach that you have commitment issues mm -hmm. with really getting in there. So like you need to find somewhere. And, you know, I was like, I've taught college. Alex currently teaches college. If you need help with any of the like applications or not knowing what you need to do to get in somewhere, like let us know. And we're happy to help you. Like we absolutely wish anyone the best and hope that they do. Oh, completely. And and I will also chime in on that too. And 
here's the thing. Yeah, we may harp and rag on some of these guys because of their play and, you know, grievance and our grievances. Yeah, there are grievances because we know how good you are and we know how good you can be. And if you aren't playing, again, at that level, like we talked about with Rati, same thing. Like, this goes out to all the players, anybody, whatever, whatever season it is, it doesn't matter. Like, we want you to do your best. And if we're going to talk about if you had a crap game, couldn't shoot some free throws, made some really bad just choices with passing, like, we're going to say it. Like, we're not, we're not, we didn't start this podcast to kiss your ass. This is not called Pardon Me Alex Kisses Everyone's Ass. No, I'm sorry. Like, read the description of our podcast on Anchor. It says hot takes and hard truths. I mean, someone has to say it. It's it's a compliment sandwich sometimes, or it's a constructive criticism sandwich. You know, you get a criticism, something you did good, and then a criticism. I mean, again, if you can't take the heat, stay out of my damn kitchen. (laughs) Anyway, a few other grievances. Like we said, there's not a lot of grievances just because it was a really good game. And, you know, Renell says it. Uh, from YouTube. No one is free from criticism. That is a fact. That's life, babe. I harped on myself today. Look at this. I look like I just rolled out of bed and I kind of did. But... I literally texted Jacqueline and I was like, I look like hot garbage. I have to put some mascara on and some lipstick. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a freaking ghost. This is what you get. Some days we the world all... isn't fair. We can't all be our best self every day. No. No. Exactly. Um, so like I said, yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, grievances just cause it was such a really good game. And when we're playing at, at a school like that, like there aren't too many mistakes, but there are some things that we did that need to be especially cleaned up on. I mean, and it becomes a lot more apparent when we're playing such an easy game, basically, you know, uh, things like foul trouble, um, again, uh, let's see who was in foul trouble, uh, Trell and, uh, Nana were both in foul trouble with four. Um, Day had three and Jonathan had three for the 10 minutes he was in poor Jonathan had three fouls. I'm just shocked. It wasn't Calvin. Calvin only had one foul. I'm shocked. Normally it is Calvin, isn't it? Normally it is. Normally it is. Oh, Calvin. Bless his heart. Um, yeah. And you know, and I, and I wish we knew the reason why Jalen wasn't, wasn't, isn't starting at the moment anymore. Don't know. Uh, someone asked me that in person the other day, like, Oh, why is the starting lineup different? And I was like, you know, I know it's shocking. They don't run this stuff by us. (laughs) Nobody asks us anything. You know, we have no no bearing on the lineup or the coaching or the plays or anything really we just sit back and we chit chat about how the game goes and then maybe some food that we eat and the drinks we drink like this is this is what this podcast truly is so um there was a few moments Jalen though had um just some couple moments of just not the best eat and and he's he's known for his good defense like he has great defense normally I don't know what was happening on the game on Wednesday. There were just a few, not the whole game, but just a few instances of just kind of like maybe he was uh, didn't know the didn't know the, what was going on or who he was guarding or it was just, he was. I feel like sometimes you over defend and he was uh, causing a lot of. Um, I don't know how many fouls did he have. Let me see. He only had two, so it wasn't that bad. Okay, I, I retract that statement. But he, I think sometimes he over defends because he's going too hard. 
you know who else did that a lot too? Um, you know, Johnny Boy did that a lot. Nathan would do that a lot. Like they just, they do go too hard and then they're like reaching in and maybe causing a foul or, um, you know, going too fast and like missing his, his guy that he's supposed to be blocking or just, you know, trying to do too much and guard too many people and do too, you know, just do too much. And so I, sometimes there were some moments where Jalen, I just felt like he was just not doing the most, I guess you could say doing the most, but I love Jalen. Jalen's my dog. Didn't Jalen have a three? He had two. Two. Yeah. He had two threes. That's my boy. Good for you, Jalen. Keep it up, buddy. Keep it up. Um, let's see. Other grievances. Um, the was- trails. Yeah, I think that was all you had. Um, so only, I mean, just my blanket one was we did let them come back within six going into halftime, which I, I felt like was too close. But um, we, we were our typical second half team, I feel like. Uh, and just no, really- finally. So yeah, um, and then I had I had just two calls that I didn't love because again, like Alex said, there there wasn't a whole lot of complaints just on our play. But um, there was one time I, th- I thought Trell took a really good charge, um, mm. call it, uh, and then one time they called an offensive foul on Calvin, and I thought he just really made a great move. I didn't think it was a charge, but again, the, the referees on us guys. So. You know what? Yeah, now that I'm looking back at the other team statistics, there's a few. I have a few additional grievances. First of all, they had 32 rebounds. Yeah, they were not far behind us. Huh? They were not far behind us. Oh, oh yeah, no, they weren't. That's what I was looking at. They had 32, and we had 37. I mean, they had 32 rebounds. 12, uh, 12 of those were offensive. 20 were defensive. Uh, huh? That's. I mean, that's high offensive rebound count. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another another note that I'm was not I'm not too pleased about either is um, uh, they had uh, 24 bench points and also 17 points were from turnovers. What? Yeah, that that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good chunk of points were from turnovers and fast break points at eight. I mean, sorry, 16. I read the wrong number. I'm sorry. And I forgot that they had a technical foul. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That technical foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, will, I will say Rati shot the um, the free throws for that tech, and he made both of them. So that was that was really awesome. That was good. That was good as well. Um, so, yeah. No, like I said, not, not too many – not too many grievances. A lot of it was more just like, you know, small, small, small things that didn't really, uh, wasn't really critical or, you know, didn't really change up the game too much, but, uh, definitely a few things just of note. Um, all right. So game summary, one word to describe the game, hit it. So I because I, I just felt like every, everyone who was dressed out got to play everyone, you know, there were a few little like, oh, you didn't play as good as you normally did, you know, um, type of grievances. But I, I felt like everyone really like pretty much put forth, put forth their best effort. And, you know, we got we got to see Diego make a bunch of three pointers. Um, David got the two handed slam dunk. Day played really well. Rati was like back in freaking action on fire like. There were just so many good things I felt like 
about this game. No, I, I completely agree. I love the word that you use, uplifting, because definitely the Rati resurgence gives me life. Um, to me, I wrote routine. It just it felt like more of like a normal routine game. Like we went out there, we played our normal game, did well. Second half, we were back like a second half team like we normally are. So it felt very routine to me. It felt like we were back in that routine. Um, it, it just felt like more of a game that that we we like to see. You know, it, the stats were right back where we normally are. Um, and where we like them to be for the most part, maybe just a few minor things, you know, but the threes were, were, were way better. We took threes, but we also took threes that were good shots. Um, and so it was just, it was just an all around good routine game. Loved it. Loved it. So moving ahead to tomorrow, since today's Friday, we have a actual, we have a double header, the only double header of, of the season. Yeah. So if you're missing the double headers, this is your chance. This is your opportunity to uh, get out to William R. Johnson, the sawmill and watch both the guys and the girls. Um, so the girls are playing at two and they're playing Our Lady of the Lake. And then the guys will be playing right after that, like around 430. And they're playing Wiley. And we have awesome halftime stuff that y'all do not want to miss. So the canines in flight will be doing the halftime, which if y'all have never seen them, I mean, y'all know how much of an animal lover I am, but it's it's literally the greatest thing we've ever seen. Like they they're so good. They take these rescue dogs that usually there's some type of like healer mix or something like that that's kind of bred to do that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, they do all kinds of little like acrobatics and tricks with them out there where they go face down frisbees and jump all around in the air. And it's it's so neat. Like these dogs are just so wild. Um, and then also on the tweet that listed out that and all the info for Saturday, it said Christmas cookies. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means, but I mean, maybe they're giving away Christmas cookies. I know, but like, I want to see what, well, I mean, what do they look like? I don't know. Are we making Christmas cookies? <laughs> Are we decorating? We're decorating them. Um, Speaking so, of Christmas cookies, one moment. I'm excited about the Christmas cookies. Oh. The best Christmas cookies ever, or just cookies in general ever. Hold on. So I bought these. You know how teachers, you know, they say like, "Oh, I don't have favorites." They don't have. I don't have favorite classes. I don't. Fuck that. I have a favorite class. Okay. Um, and so my favorite class is on Monday, Wednesday at eleven twenty-five, and they are just so fun. Like they're talkative. They do what they need to do. Um, like it's just an all-around really good class. Like everyone in that class got along with each other. Like there was no issues. Like it was a great class. So I was like, you know what, guys, I love y'all. I'm bringing you cookies. So I brought them cookies and we didn't oh. eat them all. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, Wiley College, just in case anybody is um, not familiar with Wiley College, obviously it is a small school up in Marshall, Texas. Um, they are a private historically back, historically black college. They were established in 1879. Um, their colors are, wait for it, purple and white. <laughs> of course, so popular. The purple and white is the popular color. Um, so yeah, they do have obviously athletic teams, obviously. Uh, their nicknames are the Wildcats, but they are in the NAIA. So yet again, playing another NAIA, NAIA team. 
what are we supposed to do? I mean, nobody wants to come to the sawmill to play us. Power five teams, power six, P6 teams, they just don't want to come to the sawmill. They don't. They just don't. So our, you know, our basketball operations and athletic director and coaches, like, we are forced to play schools like Wiley College or Lincoln University. What are you going to do? There's nothing we can do. Got to get games. Exactly. And if we have to play Wiley College or Lincoln University to get games on the schedules and and have a full season, then that's what we have to do. I mean, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do about it. So anyway, um, they do compete in the Red River Athletic Conference. Uh, they actually do have a good wide range of teams. They have baseball, basketball, cross country, soccer, and track and field. So um, just a little programming note about the team tomorrow. So again, that game is at 4.30. Uh, I did tell a bunch of people, and I say a bunch of people, probably like two, that after the game's over, we're going straight to the brewery for the uh, post-game celebration, i.e. the lighted Christmas parade. So the the lighted Christmas parade is at uh, is actually at 6.30, and guess that's what time usually the game ends. So I'm hoping that the game will get over just a little bit quicker so that we can make the beginning of the parade. Otherwise, we're going to miss the whole fucking parade. Yeah. Because yeah. it literally starts at the corner right by the brewery. Or we won't be able to get in. That too. So. And it's um, going to be really warm tomorrow. Um, Rennell says, also opinions that Houston will be hosting the Final Four in 2023. I guess I hadn't even seen that yet. But I haven't even seen that either. But, um, I mean, they host... Quite frequently, uh, they have yeah. different rounds. Maybe not the final four per se, but um, I know I know they posted the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight like multiple, multiple times. Um, mm -hmm. They have, yeah. Because I've I've been when they posted the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight, but that'd be cool. I mean, to be fair, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, because um, last time I was in Houston for the final four, I believe, I believe it was a final four. Um, I was going to go and then. Obviously, the tickets were astronomical, so I just decided to stay home. But I would love to go. I think that'd be really fun. We would love to go. But yeah, it's pricey. Yeah, it is pricey. I mean, we paid to go to the first round in Dallas when we at, at when we played Texas Tech. I mean, we went and bought tickets right behind the basket. I mean, not the best seats, and we still paid like five hundred bucks total for those two seats. It was not. A cheap ticket and we had mediocre seats behind the basket surrounded by texas tech fans kill me that was the worst part the worst part and they were <laughs> most of them were nice but there was just a few that were extremely rude and i'm like really guys really you're winning calm down you almost lost shouldn't anyway um so yeah post game at the brewery Hopefully we can get in there and park and whatever, but post game at the brewery. Try and park behind the brewery or because um, you won't be able to park anywhere else because it'll be blocked off. So park behind the brewery or park down the street um, and walk. Yeah, I'd say probably like at the school might be their best bet. Well, that'll be blocked off too because the parade staging is in front of TJR. Okay. So probably the best places to park would either if you can get behind the brewery or maybe park over by um i'm blanking here parking like 
over by uh, Fredonia Hotel, like in the parking lot, going up and around, going come from behind and parking in there and walking. Um, or if you can get there early enough and park and then Uber to the game and then Uber back. <laughs> yeah. Which is always an option. You could do that. Anyway, uh, so as a reminder, we do have a game coming up in Fort Worth, the Basketball Hall of Flame Classic at Dickey's Arena um, on Saturday, December 11th. And there are still plenty, when I say plenty, I mean plenty of tickets available on Ticketmaster. So if you want to sit uh, behind the team, will be the team is uh, basically in front of sections 106 and 105 on that section, that area. Um, so if you want to go and sit behind that bench, you can, the, uh, SFA section that was given to like the parents and the coaches' wives and the, you know, that is 124. So if you want to sit over there, you can sit in 123 because 124 is sold out basically. Oh, there are 10 tickets available. I'm sorry, but they're all handicapped, uh, in 124. So maybe not there. There are some on court seat options. So if you would like to do that, you can do that as well, but you're going to be, you're going to pay for it. They're like 160 bucks. So best bet would be to probably sit behind, like I said, the team. Um, those tickets are ranging from about $44 to potentially like $82. So it just depends on what you want to do there. Completely up to you. Whatever whatever you uh, decide to do. But we would love to have you guys out there kind of purple out Fort Worth. Uh, there will be some information coming out soon about pregame and postgame events in Fort Worth or for that game. So make sure you're, you're sticking to your social medias about that. And then, of course, the Kansas game, the official SFA section is 13A or 13 because there's no like 13B. So um, if you want to sit with us and with the rest of SFA, we'll be in 13. For Kansas, if you are deciding to come up for that game, it's not necessarily a really long drive, so you could totally make it work drive-wise. Or yeah, if you want to fly, we're heading, we're leaving uh, fr early Friday morning from Dallas Love and getting there um, at some point, like Friday, kind of late morning, early afternoon. So that is what is coming up. So always remember to get your my plates. Tired of seeing UT, A&M, Texas Tech all those ugly ass color plates all over the roads. We want to see more purple. We want to see more SFA plates on the road. Um, did you know that athletics gets money from your purchase? They get about 50% of the purchase price when you buy a five-year personalized plan or personalized plate from my plates. SFA athletics gets about $250 from your purchase. And that is for a $500 five-year term. Um, with your my plates, I mean SFA makes money on every type of SFA SFA plate purchased, even the one year background only for fifty dollars. Fifty doll hairs. That isn't. That's not a lot. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's a pretty good easy Christmas present there if you're looking for something for your for your SFA person in your life. Fifty dollar SFA plate, no personalization. What a great Christmas gift. Love that. It's only for one year too, so it's not a big commitment for all you commitment phobes out there. Um, <laughs> Anywho, so you can do one year, three year, five years. You can move plates from vehicle to vehicle. So go make sure you, uh, so go and buy those from myplates.com slash lumberjacks. You can even get a $50 rebate and you can always do some layaways too if you don't want to pay it all at one point or one, one fail swoop. So good, good basketball or not basketball, but Christmas gift idea. 
I got them one year for Christmas and it was like one of the coolest gifts I got from my parents. I was like, oh, how fun. I never would have thought of that. What a great idea. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So don't forget to make sure you're following us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, for all the updates and following us, follow the Jacks. So follow us as we follow the Jacks every season and go through all of the different uh, games and post-game analysis by yours truly and our girl, Jacqueline. Again, we we have fun doing this and we enjoy doing it and we're going to continue doing it. And we, you know, we love how much you guys love SFA and we love SFA too. And we love athletics too. We wouldn't spend all the money that we spend all of the money that we don't have on supporting the basketball team. If we didn't support the basketball team. So we're, we're loyal to the soil. We are fans, whether we, you know, question your athletic abilities or, you know, rag on you about the crap game that you have. At the end of the day, we're still fans and we're still going to support whether you like it or not. So you can choose to listen or not. I don't care. (laughs) The end. So Jacqueline, anything else? I don't think so. Okay. For Saturday. Yeah, Saturday's going to be a long day. Could be, I mean, every weekend is a long weekend, to be fair. There's always stuff going on, and I feel like I'm never going to sleep. Never. Never going to catch up on my sleep. Anyway, so, you know, from literally, we got this weekend, we got next weekend, we got the weekend after. Like, we are booked, solid, you know, this weekend, next weekend, yeah. and the weekend after. The rest of this, I feel like, is just even booked. A- I'm already tired. I am already tired from it. Yeah. Already same. tired from it. Okay. Anyway, so we hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope to see you at the game tomorrow. Again, it's a double header. So if you have time to go out and watch the girls at two, highly recommend. And then of course the, the guys game starts right after at four 30 uh, tickets for that are, are pretty cheap. Like you can get some good double header deal tickets for that. Uh, just talk to Wally and Alex and Chris over in the um, ticket office and they'll hook you up, go online and buy some too. So again, excited for the games tomorrow and we're excited for a little post game action at the brewery. Um, so have a great day. Have a good, have a good night. Have a good Friday. TGIF baby. TGIF. Always remember to act some jacks. Without. Uh,